genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I am every week, well, almost every week, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ White. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's comic books, we may spoil those for you. I will give you the courtesy of some timestamps in the episode description so that you can skip anything that you may need to skip our top story today is batman urban legends number six by let's just say everybody at dc comics <laughs> pretty much <laughs> we'll do i just write down later yeah i just looked at like the byline on this and like, was like nope. yeah no nah. yeah it's uh, the nope. first story is eight 80 names <laughs> yeah yeah there's, so there's a lot of people involved and there's in that four book. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, it yeah yeah we'll get to it when we get to it um <laughs> yeah so how how is everybody well it's it's been a minute since i've seen your lovely faces so nice to be yeah, back man. uh sorry to our listeners as adam alluded to earlier that uh we missed a week uh shit's all fucked Shit's all fucked. That's yeah, we're all out of we're out of whack. Well, it's not yeah. only are we out of whack, comics are out of whack due to free comic book day it was silliness. So yeah. it was silliness. it was it was that plus life, just like mm. it was all terrible combination. It was all fucky. It was all fucky. Life yeah, plus I feel anything. like each each one of us had like a weird thing happen last week and it was just like, you know what? Yeah. It's it's funny if you yeah. work at a comic shop, you don't know when books are gonna show up. You sometimes you just like you go in and Spider Man <laughs> Spider Man pops up out of nowhere and you have one Sick. book and then Batman shows up later and it's like, oh fun. Yeah, that that Wednesday, last Wednesday, um <laughs> uh comics showed up at one PM on Wednesday. Oh <laughs> just uh, like, that's the worst. Man, is it, it then you just have to do two days worth of work in two hours and just get the shit out as quickly as possible as you're dealing with people screaming where their books, books at? Yeah. yeah 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 oh my god uh, like luckily most of our customers uh, i'd say most but most of our customers are uh just fucking lovely and uh they understood completely so it was nice but the only other bullshit part about that whole situation was we are like good buddies with our ups driver so like mm. Brian has his phone number, so he's like, "Yo, Phil, like when you're in the neighborhood, can you call me? Because like we have a like a crisis situation." And Phil like texts back later. He's like, "Oh yeah, today's my day off." It's just like, "God damn it!" Phil. Oh no, not Phil. Where the fuck? You're man? not allowed to take what? a day off on a Wednesday, <laughs> my friend. We need you. <laughs> when you said you're good buddies, I thought you meant like you talk to each other all the time on CB radios. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, ten, ten oh, four. <laughs> Ten four, Phil, buddy. Uh, no, like texting, and like I follow him on Instagram, and it's just pictures of all the dogs he sees on its route, and it's just beautiful. That's dope. Oh, that's great. That's a great that's, Instagram. That's wholesome content. Hell yeah, yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> yeah, I um, I want a free baloney. That's pretty yeah. much the highlight of no my week. explanation needed. Yeah. Free baloney. You guys want to move on from that? <laughs> the right. catch is you had to eat the whole thing in one bite. Mm. Is, is it like uh, the uh, greased pole competition in the Italian market where you had to climb up to get the bologna? Mm, no, that probably would have been easier, harder. I'm not even sure. I don't know. It sounds it awful. Oh, Whatever it is. No, yeah, that's the thing in the Italian Italian market festival. You had to climb up the greased pole to get the like prosciutto and like 
Of course. The <laughs> like, yeah, mozzarella at the top of the pole that's been baking in the sun in the middle of the summer. Needless to say, they did not do that this year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank God. Say. Last year. <laughs> it's a COVID pole now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Man, two years ago, I would have been all for that shit. I had a friend who won that a couple years ago. Cool brag. Nice. Name drop. Cool brag, the guy cool that climbed the, humble brag. climbed the tower for boiling Weird meat. flex, but okay. Well, this took a weird, gross... Yeah, holy shit. We're only four minutes in. This is what you get when yeah. you miss a week. You get you get yeah. action-packed. And you start at True. 11? I took my... PM. Yeah, it was my, Not I my first, <laughs> right. first real trip away from home over the weekend. It was a good time. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he went bowling. That's how he won the... Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> at a bowling tournament. It was at the bologna that, tournament, guys. So, like, did you do so well they had to hamper you by giving you a bologna to bowl with? Uh, no. God, no. <laughs> Ooh, did they put bologna's in the gutters? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> when you that say would you be won a, a does that mean, like, someone came over with, like, a giant hot dog? Like, like what What does that um, mean? So, this tournament, it's in Lebanon, PA. It's called the Dutchman Tournament, but everyone just calls it the bologna tournament. Because... They fucking give away free baloney. Um, so if you get, depending on your average, if you get five or six strikes in a row, you get a fucking tube of Lebanon baloney. They'll chop it up, give you some mustard, and you get free baloney for if you get a six strikes in a row. What's like what is that by pound? Like like how much? It's like a pound. Wow. Like if you never go to the store, you go to the deli, and there's like tubes of baloney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Well, th- but that's yeah. that's what I mean. Like, did someone just like here's just an unsliced big? No, they sliced it up for it. They ask you if you want it sliced or not sliced. So oh they slice God. it up so you can. So eat you it right have there. the option to eat it like a slim jim later. It's like or like it's it's yeah, packaged. They dude, just give it to you packaged. They don't open it. They just hear like here's your fucking. Bologna. I would I would just take it like that and just eat it like a yeah, giant slim jim for the rest of the weekend. I, like uh, it took me. Oh man, that was like my one goal. While we were going up there, like get drunk and win baloney. <laughs> it took me. We bowled ten games over the two days. It took me to the ninth game to get my free baloney. Oh my baloney. god! Man, so you cut to the to the wire there, Dude, my friend. We bowled cut, not cutting the baloney though. It was <laughs> just like every now and again, slyly pull down my mask and then take a comical bite out of this. Baby. <laughs> I kind of had to do that. I was like, all right, someone ha- like because since they sliced it up, because like you usually slice it so you can share. So I was like, all right. Since again, I was with vaccinated people, but I was like. Yeah, what's the COVID alley? policy for sharing so open baloney yeah. in a bowling alley? Bologna. I <laughs> got it. Down. Went near. I was made sure I wasn't near anyone. I grabbed like three pieces, shoveled it in my mouth, and was like, "All right, you guys can have the rest." Oh my god, I almost spit taked. Just imagining you like scurrying off with handfuls yeah. of bologna, just scurrying I, I, into the corner like a yeah, little mouse. So I could just shove it in there, put my mask back on, and so I could get my bologna. Yeah. I would have had a very different solution to that story, or, or that problem. Album, which is just guys because of covid this is mine and no one can have any yeah well i, I could have just got it not packaged but I, like, I wanted to eat one because it tasted so good yeah but um, i'm the only one yeah. who can eat this bologna no one else could touch it touch i it. didn't get drunk in a hotel it. lobby that was nice Don't touch my bologna very good get, socially keep your, distance keep activity. your filthy bits off my bologna <laughs> my covid has a first yeah. name yeah i went to like there's like a bar in the hotel we were standing at staying at and like man if you haven't if you've been to a bar recently my brain was just screaming i was like this does this is not no i shouldn't be none of this okay so i ended up just like kind of chilling in the corner didn't really drink that but then we just got drunk in the hotel lobby i was like i could do this we could spread out we're gonna be good this is good that's fucking sick (laughs) 
Wow. That was like the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was, and I didn't get COVID. So that's the that's the even greatest better. gift of all. On top of the Christ- free baloney, that means I'm allowed to go back out of the house again. Because if I got COVID, Christina would be like, "Nope, that's it. Go fuck like you're, you're done. shut down. You're <laughs> shut down forever." <laughs> done, dude. I was like uber masked up that whole time. I was so I felt pretty safe about it. So it was a fun weekend, though. That's pretty much the only thing I've done since COVID. Well, similarly- now that our listeners <laughs> assume that we're full of baloney, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Assume <laughs> we got to get it. accounted how many times we've managed to say baloney in this segment. Baloney, baloney, baloney. Um, similarly to Sean, I had a fucking mm. COVID scare around Free Comic Book Day, so that's fucking cool, guys. No COVID mm. though, negative. Free test. comics, free comics, and free COVID. Yeah, Love it. You know, you know. What a deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> free COVID Book Day. <laughs> mm, we did it. Nah, luckily our free comic book day was like super chill comparatively to other years, and uh, it was fine. But that's it, probably it, for the best. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, yeah. I did what I've been doing the past several years, which is just avoid it completely. That's yeah, fair. I, for, I forgot until I got there. I was like, oh, oh no, that's today. <laughs> yeah, I have made a mistake. I was just having one of those weekends, you know, because I think we, yeah. And, so. and similarly, I'm like still recovering from the the not COVID cold, and I have lost my voice and gained it again. But we've talked for so long before hitting record that I might lose it again. So Good. listeners, you've been warned. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, I like I got it back, and I already feel it slipping. So let's let's talk about some comics before it's gone for real. Yeah, oh, we should have made you go first. That would have been hilarious. That would have been oh, hilarious. Shit, it's me. I'm, I'm going fuck. first. <laughs> Ass Adam. So, uh, so I've got uh, the silver coin number five by Michael Walsh. Just Michael Walsh this time. Yep. Yeah, he wrote, wrote and, and drew this one and colored. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he did the whole shebang, right? The whole shebang. The whole it was all him. Yeah. So we get the, like the origin of the silver coin in this issue, which is like. So, classic man so fucking good uh evil coin origin story yeah <laughs> like as uh, yeah i mean like if you if you had guessed you'd be correct um yeah but mm-hmm. but it still manages to put a really cool twist on yeah it was really exactly good. what you're assuming the origin is <laughs> so this this takes place in the colonial united states the worst place to be alive the worst Just, place to be alive when you're a woman who's not uh, a christian anyone who's not a white dude <laughs> the yeah. worst place well, to be yeah just about <laughs> but so so we the the origin of the coin is this witch hunter i guess is the only thing you could really call this guy i call him a witch finder general okay. i call him a dork <laughs> call him a real, call him a real piece a witch of finder shit general that's literally what they're called a real dweeb, this guy. Um, I wish him wet socks in hell. <laughs> oh, wow, that's... So this guy, you know the, you know the story. Uh, the dude's like... As Casey uh, this would put it, have you ever seen the movie The Witch? <laughs> yeah, it's basically that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this woman like j- implores the help of some witch to uh, save her goat that has like a sty on its eye or something. Yeah, something yep. like that. Yeah, it's Real it's gross. literally just like it'll be fine, but I'll put a little spell on it to make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the next day, this like greasy pilgrim-looking dude, Witchfinder General. Sure. <laughs> That's what <they're> called. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I just refuse to. to uh, that's not a real profession. That's not a real job. <laughs> I mean, it's not had. a real profession. Nobody should have gotten paid to do that job, but it existed and it did. <laughs> that's so upsetting. I know. So, uh, uh, but he comes knocking and starts like. Apparently, he's inve- he's like interrogating everyone in the town um, about this lady, um, and- aka bribing. Yeah, so she offer he offers her this silver coin. He offers her friend. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, this guy comes knocking at this at this lady, the go- the lady who owns the goat, yeah, goat lady, um, <laughs> goat lady. <laughs> but uh, offers her a silver coin. Says like, there's a whole lot more silver coins where this one came from. If you tell me information about your witch friend, and of course she does. Which one? She turned me into a new. No, no, nothing. <laughs> Which witch friend? Oh, oh. Uh, which witch is which? Which witch is which? It's my favorite Scooby Doo. Your episode. friend is a witch. Which one? The witch one? The witch one. The witchy one. Which witch? Which witchy anyway. one? Hey, now yes. we're. Which witch is which? Now okay, we got go. it. I'm done. I'm going to leave. You guys don't need me anymore, I think. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm so tired. I've become loopy. Anyway, she, uh, she sells her out. For a silver coin, basically tells the guy everything that he wanted her to tell him, and he hangs her in the public square in front of everybody. And then she, like, as she's you know a- about to be hung, puts a curse on the coin. Classic curse. Classic <laughs> curse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then the next day, the goat grows a whole bunch more eyes. And sharp teeth. As and then goats do. And starts biting people. Also, like, people. becomes, like, bulbous with, like, boobos. Yeah, This lady gets, like, like blisters and boobos all over. And, uh... Yeah. And, and then the goat fucking the impales fucking her ass. Fucking gores her, yeah. yeah. Fucking sick, dude. Pretty fucking gross. A la the witch. Uh, and then this douchebag, like, comes back to get his coin back. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and then just, like, immediately gets thrown off his horse. And then, like, is surrounded by, like, the ghosts of all these dead witches. And then a horse just kicks him right in the skull and just <laughs> puts him down. Such a, good, <laughs> such a good, shitty way for him to die. Just that wasn't even right part of the hell. curse. That was just the horse <laughs> hating him. <laughs> yeah. Finally, his horse rid of this him. fucking like, asshole. Yeah. I really hated this piece of shit. He didn't even have a real job. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but the whole thing is like this: the coin's curse now forever. Whoever gets the coin yeah. has the stuff that happened. Yeah, horror is unimaginable. And it ends say. with like a kid yeah. picking it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I really liked that the whole anthology is kind of engineered by Michael Wash. Like he did the art for all of it, and like yeah. having a thorough line of his art through the whole thing is really interesting. It is. I really love cool. this. I love the end of this too. How he sets up the next six issues. You oh get a sneak man, who's coming? Yeah, it's yeah. like a page row of yeah talent. Williamson, Rom V, Vita, and Matt Rosenberg. Holy so crap! Yeah. Um, yeah. I you know what I love about this issue more than anything is like. There's definitely a lot of, like, like, I don't know if you watch, like, the Fear Street movies or whatever, but, like, 
in pop culture right now, there's a lot of like falsely accused witches getting like tried. I mm. like that this bitch was an actually a fucking witch, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, also, it's still shitty to do that. <laughs> like, it was still shitty, but like, like at least yeah, she was just she was just a, a she was witch. just like a like a good ass witchy lady, and then she's just helping people in her town. Exactly, yeah. like yeah. she's just living her life, doing her thing, yep. being a witch, having. She had a crow with- friend that she talked to. Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. yeah. of course she did, Matthew. The crow. There's there's always this there's always this asterisk like whenever I'm talking about the witch trials with people, oh boy, where people love to point out that this happens a lot. People love as one does. People do love to point out that those women weren't witches, but I I always like like, come back. It it doesn't matter if they were. But like Like, counterpoint, would it made better if they were? That's why the term witch hunt exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean the term witch hunting is falsely accusing and like the the hysteria surrounding it. But also, maybe don't murder people because they don't have a, the same religion yeah, b- as you. B- being being a witch is still not a reason to kill somebody. Turning exactly. people into newts, but- you know, <laughs> they get better. Yo, I got I it- got better. <laughs> if only I could turn people into newts. Wow, what a fucking <laughs> deep cut there. <laughs> so good. so good oh my god all right so fucking dumb uh, yeah onto the other topic that uh, you guys could talk about for four uh, uh, hours just 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 aside for just a second i used to be in this passion play in in church when i was a church goer oh god and there was there's this scene where it's like it's pontius Pilate, and uh, during rehearsal i used to always ad lib uh he turned me into a newt That's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking great. All right. So I guess it's no surprise there. Yeah, no, that you turned out to be a witch. Shocking. (laughs) Just a series of cascading. (laughs) (laughs) Where was the witch finder general at your first communion? (laughs) Uh, All right. Witch finder general. What a fucking... Yeah. Speaking Can you of, imagine that business card? Sorry. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah, honestly, get the fuck out of here, Witchfinder Generals. Um, uh, way to alienate our Witchfinder General audience. <laughs> you know, them. that's a, if there's an audience worth alienating. Yeah. Fuck them. They're on the same and, level as Nazis. I was going to say, you? them and Proud Boys. They're oh. right out. Get out of here. And the horse they rode it on. <laughs> they're just fascists. No, that you horse know, did good work. Yeah, the horse killed him. It was great. <laughs> 10 good out of 10 for the horse. Him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Set him right to hell. Can I talk about Ed Gein now? <laughs> yes. No. I don't want to hear about... Too nipple belts. Too bad. There's going to be so much talk about nipple belts. The, the nipple belt for those of li- for those of you who are listening who don't know that's everything below the Panhandle of Florida, that's, <laughs> including the Panhandle of Florida. That's what we consider the nipple belt. We yeah. have made zero sense to anyone since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, since episode one. Really. Yeah, yeah, really. That's um, true. We, why start now, RJ? <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, also if it is broke, don't, don't put a nipple it. belt on it. Don't put a Apparently, nipple belt. Apparently, Siri heard me say nipple belt, and then I don't know what it thought it said, but it just went, "I'm on it." And I'm I, like, <laughs> I can't wait for your target advertisement. I'm just gonna, Please I'm just gonna don't. watch the mailbox for a few days and just hope for the best. Oh my oh god! Or Good the luck. worst, depending. <laughs> yeah, I really like. What does it think that? Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Anyway, all right. (laughs) So I got a fantastic fucking book that I've been waiting for for a long fucking time. Uh, It's called Did You Hear What Eddie Gein Done by the Harold Schechter and the Eric Powell. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Harold Schechter 
is a fucking legend in the true crime world. Uh, he's written some of the best true crime novels that exist. Like he wrote the book on Ed Gein to begin with called Deviant. He wrote one on a uh, Bell Gunnis. He wrote some on like different like you know like Drifter serial killers. He's written like, yeah like he's just dude's the fucking best. Um, he he is the research material for last podcast on the line. honestly he's- and and all of his books are are like tremendously fascinating. Like so it's not just like. Oh yeah, well here's this. They're uh, well written. Yeah, exactly. Like it actually pulls you in, and like he was the first person to really write Ed Gein in, in a um, sympathetic light. He's the um, uh, Shakespeare serial killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, for those of you that don't know Eric Powell, go read the Goon. Um, he's fucking amazing. So this yes. is a match made in heaven, uh, or hell, I guess, depending on your take. Um, so it depends on your preference for nipple belts. <laughs> depending on your preference for uh, a vagina of uh, skin and <laughs> what human don't mass. like this. You had you had yeah, vagina. We skin. had nipple belts and we were doing okay. <laughs> that was, that's a uh, that's a very short lived appetizer at Apple. Hey man, I'm not the one who tanned Fuck. all the vagina skin. Don't blame me. That was Eddie. Well, he glad was a, you he left was some of it for some other people. <laughs> I don't know much about. Ed Gein. You actually don't know much about Ed Gein because I was oh going to I was God. going to say it's fine. You can I continue to do that. The nipple jar. <laughs> <laughs> the nipple jar. I was gonna say I'm gonna spare all of the gory details yeah, you can. because a, please. did RJ just leave? <laughs> we just lost him. <laughs> I think RJ just closed the Zoom call. <laughs> Shit, is he coming back? I don't know. He did that on purpose. But Really funny. <laughs> oh, I really hope he did it on purpose. Jesus. He's back. <laughs> He's alive. What so happened? Did you He's rage like... quit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Zoom Zoom uninstalled. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Zoom was like, I've had it with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, seriously. I do not want to be a part the of Zoom this. The Zoom lady was like, fuck <laughs> this. I feel like I'm an accessory to a crime. I need oh to leave. Oh my God. <laughs> so now that we've got RJ back, back to, unfortunately, back to what Eddie Gein done. Um, pull me right back in. Thought so, I was out. So for those of you that don't know, real quick debrief on Ed Gein. Uh, was basically grew up in a serial killer factory and his mom was just the Jeez. fucking worst. Uh, his mom eventually died and uh, Eddie in his isolation and just broken brainedness decided to dig up uh, nine women and kill two women and turn them into various household items like lampshades and drums and masks and suits and aforementioned nipple belts and little vaginas that he would lay over his Yikea. penis. Yes, exactly. Um, so that is that is the very brief portion of, uh, of Eddie Gain. There's just, just a couple... Uh, just go watch uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Or Psycho. Or Psycho. Or, not or, 2, more Or one. read my pick coming up. Yeah, but 2 has two's more fun. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. I, I like one better. <laughs> my long shot. Um, also, Silence of the Lambs. They mention that in this book. There's a lot of really cool like like precursors, too. They talk about like um, Alfred Hitchcock talking about Psycho and like how it was like groundbreaking and, and all the different ways that it was groundbreaking and how it was inspired by So if you want context story. for all the things you don't want context for. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> It's a fascinating deep dive into the brain of a 
potentially insane, potentially just deeply demented, for sure, just like sad uh, life of Ed Gein. And I just really wanted to point out, like, because there's a bunch of different places you could go for this story, specifically, like, uh, like Adam said, last podcast on the left, uh, Harold Schechter's other book, Deviant. The thing that this does really well is blending the mediums. Um, because one part of Edgeen's life that they that this book focuses on that you don't see in too many other adaptations is um, he was obsessed with reading like pulp novels and like like trashy comics about like adventurers in the Amazon and like shrunken heads and like oh. quote unquote barbaric oh. native cultures. Yeah, Oof. and. Yeah, so there's the, there's that aspect where like he kind of imagines himself inside of like the the hero role, like mm-hmm. saving the woman, and he imagines himself in the cannibal role. You know, not necessarily that he ate people. He said he tried. He didn't like the taste. Um, oh, I always thought he was like. Uh... Nope. No. He, hmm. Yeah, he uh, he actually there's a couple interesting facts in here that I learned. Uh, one is that he felt bad about wasting. So he tried to rebury some of the parts. So like the organs and like the parts that he didn't need, he would go back to the grave and rebury them. So you just find like piles of bones and shit. Mm. I like I like that he he tried it but didn't much care for the taste. Yep. Yeah. Like he also said that he tried to have sex with up. them. He said that he tried to have sex with them and the smell got to him. So take with that what you will. Who knows if he's lying about that one. Um another fact that I feel like is way too glossed over in every other adaptation that I just never flat out knew. Um, so he admitted to digging up nine women and killing two, but there were more heads than that in his house, and they just kind of let that go. They just kind of were like, oh, it's just a Jane Doe, and they just never figured out. So like, he potentially could have killed more than two women that they just never figured out. Or, yeah, because his house was like a museum of horrors. Yeah, like, there were more than eleven, like like face masks made out of women's heads. More yeah. than eleven. So like, where the other ones come from? Who knows? Um, he found them. It was I, like that one. My, you know, <laughs> it was like that when I got here. Honestly, Family heirlooms. He 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 was very <laughs> Amazon. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're Siri. He just said, Siri, I need more lady faces. Yeah, I'm really worried about what Siri just <laughs> thought I said. Um, oh, it knows what you said. It heard you. Um, but I'm yeah. going to get this book in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> if you Perfect. get a weird box... <laughs> What's that's in the like box? Dr- that's like dripping? Yeah, send it back. Yeah. What's in the box? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so I thought that was fascinating because mostly because Plainview or Plainfield, Plainfield um, just wanted to be done with all of this shit so like they just kind of said like oh well who the fuck knows where those other women came from don't uh, care let's just get rid of this motherfucker exactly Jesus. and 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 my theory that is not backed up by any fact whatsoever is that he killed more than two women simply because he freely admitted to digging up the nine women and the two murders were like eddie did you kill mary hogan he's like Oh, I must have. I don't remember it, but uh, the things you're saying make sense. So I must. I, I guess I did. And it's like, oof. Yeah. So so like he claims that he has like no recollection of the murders actually happening. So like they just didn't mention the name of the other woman. So he just never brought it up. Is my theory. Yeah. Anyway. Um, wow. So there's another really interesting part. Speaking of like the um the whole thing that they do with the the pulp comics and stuff. Um. Harold Schechter brings up this really interesting 
perspective that somehow Ed Gein, with his like limited intelligence and limited knowledge of anything outside of Plainfield, tapped into a collective unconscious that like cultures all around the world, all throughout time, have done death rituals and like worn the skin of like sacrificial victims and like exhumed their dead loved ones, you know, as like a celebration, like a ceremony. And like Hale Chichter says, like maybe that's just human nature. Maybe that's like he just accidentally tapped into some weird religious ritual aspect of it. Or, or maybe he read about it in one of his trashy magazines. Exactly. But again, I don't think that any of those were ever going to like talk about like ancient Aztec like rituals in a way that like was actually yeah, but true. Didn't you just say that he was super into all that shit? But he was into like the like trashy ones that were yeah like, but it's not out of the realm of possibility he read like a yeah real that book. is true but you know what i mean especially yeah. if he's just sitting around all alone and with his people chairs and shit like he's probably not doing much That's else <laughs> but yeah but like people the way chairs. the way they like illustrate it is fascinating i'm showing the guys on the podcast oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it, it's it's done in such a way that like you can interpret that like also there's a lot of really good um nods to EC, Eric Powell like peppers in all these like beautiful like like oh that's clearly just this one panel from EC and like oh that's that cover like oh this is amazing. Um, I like it. I'm saving this one for a beach read. It's phenomenal. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> just make sure that uh, you're gonna get kicked yeah. off that beach. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna be happy about it. <laughs> But no, this this book is fucking phenomenal. Um, it does a really good job of of stating the facts and letting you kind of decipher. Um, you know, wh- like did he kill his brother? I don't know. Here's what happened. You know, like that kind of <laughs> like details. Right. Um, not leading you on the journey, just kind of exactly, telling you and kind of telling yeah. you like here they are. Um, and and giving you a lot of the perspective from the town around it that that I I hadn't really seen mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah, this is phenomenal. Go go pick it up. Well, speaking of, <laughs> yeah, speaking of as Texas much as, Chainsaw Massacre 2. As much as a- I want to jump ship, <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> I synced up picks with Casey to a small extent. Oh. Man. Yeah, much less. Much less. Inc- like, including Adam's book, this whole, like... <laughs> First thirty minutes is pretty gruesome. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like the 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 ugly satanic panic uh, serial killer episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I have uh, Joker number six by James Tynan and Gil March and Arif Prianto. So the book opens up when it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre-y with the mm-hmm. the with a woman being uh you know hiding in a closet from the the cannibal family that we've uh been encountering and um so she's running away and the kids are kind of left to look after and they they fuck up killing her um so she runs away and they actually uh discover an oil well so this is the flashback to how we find out how they have so much money Uh because they just had an oil well in their backyard Um, they just found black gold while trying to be cannibals yes (laughs) while literally chasing after someone who was about to get away yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, That's, and then they uh, definitely use that money to pay off her to only send the big brutish one to jail and yep. keep the the perf- the the golden sun, which is f- fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I like his mask though. He looks sad. Yeah, though, they, but they get him a new overall. mask, and the 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 daughter is like talking about how they found this mask for him. It's yeah, weird. it's just like his just like his older brothers. Yeah. Um. Anyway, then we cut to uh, Paris, and we get another diary entry of Jim Gordon being a really shitty husband. The mm. continuing saga. <sighs> he could literally write that book. It's true. <laughs> so It's just so rough, dude. Yeah, so there's these narration boxes of Gordon yeah, talking brutal. about how when he was first dating his wife, they would go on dates into like a faux... Uh, Paris area in Chicago um, and they would kind of like you know make believe that they were having a date in Paris and then eventually uh, for once they got married and like for their anniversary they were actually going to go to as for their honeymoon honeymoon they were going to go to actual France but you know as Jim Gordon does he can't separate work from uh, from the rest of his life so there's this he's on the uh, the beginning of you know a big um, serial killer case, and he takes it and ends up. They end up never going to. In his defense, I'm not one typically to defend uh, shitty husbands, but it was because he he was tr- he was on the the lead to try and like capture this killer who was clearly somebody like connected to money. And he's like, the second I leave, they're going to pet it on, like, some poor kid. Yeah, and they're going to pay off the whole fucking and, department. And they're going to pay yep. off everyone. And so, like, yeah, all these crooked cops are just waiting for me to get out of their hair so that they can make their paycheck off of this. So I'm going to, like, stay and actually solve the case. So, like, it's true. that's shitty, but also, like... Yeah. But the, the, the real gut punch is he legitimately thought he had rescheduled. And then found out later that he hadn't, and then that the money had just been spent. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that fucking sucks. But, you know, that's that's the way Jim Gordon's life rolls. <laughs> yeah, man, this guy needs a win. Um, so, in current day uh, timeline, Gordon is in France because uh, he's trying to... Uh, track down Joker and um, you know the people actually responsible for A Day since Joker claims it wasn't him and um, he goes to this he ends up deciding to spend a lot of the Court of Owl money uh, yeah, he finally starts using that black card so he can not stay yeah. in a shithole he, he like talks about going to the hotel and like going to the restaurant and how there's wine that's more than he made in a whole year um, just Jesus Christ! Yeah, now everyone's just looking at him like he stole the credit card. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, he he like very clearly just had the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> right. He's yeah. eating at like a five star restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Then so then um he goes up to the uh the balcony at night and he, he Barbara like sends a, like talks through his phone and she's like yeah i should have installed cameras and he's like you know that's kind of i don't like that just <laughs> popping up out of nowhere um yeah like ask me first what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, so they start talking about like the different um so the different uh all the different 
factions that are after the Joker, and they're kind of keeping each other updated on the on the different cases. So for Lady Bane, there's this you know there's this power vacuum in Santa Prisca after Bane died, and all these different people trying to take place, uh, trying to you know take the uh, throne, I guess where whatever Santa Prisca's power structure is, yeah. um, and. I think- Chaos is just yeah, the power yeah, probably. It seems like and um, uh, also seems like Bane are, are was we, the only one keeping shit together. Are we married to the name Lady Bane? <laughs> isn't, <laughs> that just, what, isn't that what Oracle <laughs> says? I have no idea. I just like it, it, it's not That's, bad necessarily, but I I feel like isn't her we, name like Vengeance or something? Oh, cool. I don't know. <laughs> That's way cooler than Lady Bane. Exactly. <laughs> but if I say Lady Bane, everyone immediately knows who it is. I know exactly. Yeah, I, I was not. That was not a dig on you. That was more a dig on like everyone also, who de- deemed her Lady Bane. <laughs> she also she could beat me up. So I, yes, I mean, she could absolutely step oh, on me. That is not the point. Bane. Female Bane. Oh, That's worse. Female Bane. That's, That's worse yeah. somehow. <laughs> a- anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, she should just be Bane. She shouldn't have to live with the asterisks of being Lady Bane. Bane yeah, we. Electric Boogaloo, yeah. <laughs> Electric Banaloo. Oh God. Anyway, uh, Gordon, Gordon doesn't have any ability to figure out what's going on in Santa Prisca. So, uh, Oracle says she has someone that has personal connections to it. I, I don't think we find out who that is yet, but we will next uh-uh. issue. Um, very curious. So Oracle's going to tackle that issue, and then with the uh cannibals <laughs> gordon's gonna hire bullock which is f- amazing to me um yep because bullock is also not with the force anymore and he was trying to get gordon to be a private detective with him and he, uh Gor- that's actually super cute it's also. adorable <laughs> and gordon ends up calling him he's like oh uh are you in again because i'm i had the business cards made already oh. um but he's like all whatever you're Whatever you thought about being paid, I'll double it. And, you know, you're working, you have unlimited funds. He's like, whose money am I spending? He's like, D- just trust me, it's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but also just trust me. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun time to follow Bullock and through the, the cannibal family. Um, yeah, and then uh, oh, they're like those. They're like those two old cops on Brooklyn Nine Nine. What is it? Um, oh, Hitchcock oh. and Scully. Hitchcock and Scully. <laughs> oh my god, Hitchcock. Uh, so good. And then the the last uh, person of interest is Cressidia, the Court of Owl lady, who they don't know anything about. And um, Oracle says that she's like living a really boring life for such a lavish person, like someone who's so rich. Um, and uh, Oracle doesn't really know what's what's going on, but she she drops like a a hint. And Gordon later, after they talk has this narration about how when, after um, his wife left, uh, him and Barbara would watch spy movies together, and Barbara was really enamored with the way that they would come up with codes, and that Barbara would leave like codes for him, and the thing she said over the phone was that, do you remember the drawing I did of the eyes? So Gordon thinks someone is watching um, yeah, it's Barbara. actually a pretty ingenious uh, code because it's, it's like she says, "Hey, do you remember the picture that I drew?" 
and then he has to be like, oh, I don't remember what was it. And then depending whatever, on what she says, dep- it yeah, means whatever she yeah. says, it, it's a different like clue. So yeah. she yeah. says it was the pictures of the eyes, which means she thinks she's being watched. Also, literally, like, no one's oh. gonna pick up on that. It's, yeah, and exactly. it's, it's exactly. personal. Yeah. It's like it's really, it's it's really cool. Yeah, um, it's really well done. Just another flex of how good Tynan's writing is. I also is. like that it's like it's like a code that's flexible. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it could be like, oh yeah, it was the picture of the dog, and then you that know could that just means something. Yeah. yeah and exactly. uh, so so Gordon says that he also has the feeling that someone is watching him. So I think whatever uh, Barbara has been doing to follow Chrysidia has been like getting picked up and maybe not working quite as well as she's hoped. Um, and, oh, uh, we leave with, after he talks to Bullock on the phone, he gets uh, kind of ambushed by this lady and her uh, cops. Billion cops. And a billion <laughs> cops. And um, they said that his fingerprints are at a five-man murder scene. And now that he's he's in the arms of Interpol, as Joker, as we cut to a a picture of Joker watching from the rooftops. Yeah, because so, like the first thing Gordon says is like that goddamn clown. Yep. <laughs> like he yeah. framed him for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Another really yeah. really good issue. Just I the story is so intriguing for the book that I absolutely had no interest in in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> if Tynan yeah, wasn't attached, I like, I, I think everyone got, had gotten joggered out, but this book is just incredible. Yeah. But Barbara Gordon is continue, continues to be my favorite thing about all of the bat books. She's like the connective tissue of it all. She's great in detective this week too. Yeah. Was she eating in this issue? We did. I didn't pay attention. Oh, yeah. I think she's I eating think so. in Detective, but I'm not positive. Yeah. <laughs> What's with she that? She might have been eating in Urban Legends, Take a shot Legends every too. time you see Barbara Gordon eating, she's the, eating in, in, in someone's Legends ear. Yeah. It's relatable. <laughs> she's got a, oh, hopefully she's got a mute button. <laughs> I should eat an apple one of these days while we're recording, while no, we're talking about will, an issue. Which I will eating. rage quit the way that RJ yeah. did while I was talking about you Nipple You will belts. do that episode without me. Okay. Oh man! So I got a book. Fucking Black the- Hammer, y'all. Yeah, a book that almost snuck past me somehow because I didn't know what the hell the title was, so I didn't really <laughs> glance at it until I was at the store and I saw. They tricked you. I saw the little uh, World of Black Hammer banner and Jeff Lemire. I was like, um, "Excuse me, um, this needs to be in my pile." <laughs> um, <laughs> This needs to belong to me. Yeah, I need this. This is mine. Uh, so this is the unbelievable Unteens number one by Jeff Lemire and Tyler Crook. I believe it's the same team that did the Colonel Weird miniseries. You are correct. See, nailed it. So we <laughs> basically follow. We story opens up with. Uh, our protagonist Jane Ito who is a comic book writer and artist and she's wrote, written this series called The Unbelievable Unteens as we kind of figure out is it's basically the X-Men <laughs> also fun 100% to say. yeah um, and she's working a con uh, she's um, doing like talking about all these commissions she's drawing and like doing signing autographs and like just meeting with fans and just kind of generally just doing that whole thing. Um, and she goes home 
Um, she's like, all right, I got to work. Got to finish this next issue. I got deadlines and stuff. And this guy, she thinks she's like, sees this guy following her. Um, and then eventually she's like, yeah, whatever. And then she gets home and then this dude just like pops up in her apartment. And it's like, uh, who the, f-? she's just like, who the fuck are you? Get out of my house. And he's like, um, hey, Stroby, long time no see. And she's like, um, what the fuck? Like, um, cause she looks a lot like one of the characters in his com, her comic book. Yeah, I she's love- like, oh, what a great cosplay. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. My yeah. boyfriend. I love how she's like, my boyfriend's going to be home. He's like, you don't have a boyfriend. I've been following you for a week. It's like, <laughs> all right, creep. <laughs> Um, so basically, he reveals himself to be Jack Sabbath, who is awesome. Uh, one of the characters from the unbelievable Unteens. Um, Not Ozzy Osbourne's son. That's different. Correct. <laughs> and he actually has a copy of the final issue in his hand. He talks about how he was a ghost and he was drawn to this ghost library and Ooh, ghost read- library. And read this final issue and, like, remembered all of the adventures because he was, like, had his memory wiped and remembered everything that was happening and tracked her down. He's like, yo, you're, I know you. We know each other. You're Stroby. You know? You, you're you this person. And she's like, I don't know. Fuck, like, fuck off. <laughs> like, get the, prove it, basically. <laughs> so they go to, they basically go to the X-Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> It's also, um, it, it could also be argued that it's fucking Doom Patrol, which is a yeah, rip-off it's, it's of X-Men. It's, so. it's a good, yeah, it's a little bit of both, I think, because basically they go, they go to this house and we kind of get the backstory of the team where this, one of the people's, um, one of the characters in her book, Alexis Moniker, her dad, basically, once she manifested power, put together a team of powered teens and made their own um, little Doom Patrol x-men whatever you want to call it <laughs> consisting of jack sabbath the kid occultist strobe the living light straka who just looks like a um mineral um not i don't want to say animal vegetable mineral man but the actual <laughs> character that does that molecule man maybe is that the right guy uh i, um, I forget what he looked like um oh he, no he's he looks, like half ice half rock he looks like um metamorpho metamorpho thank you metamorpho that's what i was thinking of <laughs> Rex Mason. Um, <laughs> kid boom who looks like he just got fire pants fire and the other pants. one is uh i'm assuming one, it's boom boom honestly like it, it's just like yeah. dude version of boom, boom and the other one's uh kit snapdragon which is a dope name it appears she's got um telekinetic and or telepathic powers um so we kind of get the background on this and how we found and you know uh, jane is supposed to be this this girl strobe um not a 30 year old comic book writer well she can be both yeah she was the unbelievable unteen and then grew up to be a 28 year old indie comic book artist (laughs) yeah so basically what we kind of find out is she um she's jack is like look you are writing these comics not because it's not a story you made up like she's insisted like no you're not really this is a story made up like it's like no these are just your memories so you're drawing what you know um and the final ending that she had planned is in the final issue that this dude found and it's the big battle 
that was going to be the end of the series. So that's like the last thing she had in mind. And it, and um, it's literally what's her face going to hell, <laughs> Snapdragon. Yeah, after they fight this, um, I love these like background like the uh, these flashback art panels. Like these, they're really cool. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Lots of, lots oh, of yeah, crackle. The layout of this is fantastic. Yeah, they fight. What do they call it? The the white wraith. Yeah, they fight this white wraith and this yeah snapdragon get dragged to hell. And as she's freaking out at this now dead friend, he's like, "Yo, just remember." She's like, "No, I. This is fucking crazy." Her her hand starts to glow, and he's then like, she's um... like, "Oh fuck, I was a teenage superhero." <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you. Yeah, so he, we just, get the... he just kind of points at her like Jane. Yeah. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. I love we get the reveal that she is back and remembers it now, because now we can have a really fun story about them trying to go find the rest of their friends. Especially because the cool thing about this is, like, we already know why their mind was wiped. Number, yeah. one, number one, when all the other our heroes of Black Hammer proper got their memory wiped. It wasn't just them. It was every single superhero, even people that were unrelated to the Black Hammer like incident, which I think is really cool. And then number two, that mystery is solved. We can just get to the story. Yeah, I, I like that element a lot. That like yeah, we since can get this, them back yeah, exactly. Since this is in that universe, you can just kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, they lost their memory at the same time everyone else. Moving on. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I like the that element to it. That seems really unique to this world building, like type. Like the way yeah. that he's doing it is very specific. Absolutely. And I just again, we say it all the time, and I feel like Lemire has just ran with this with the Black Hammer verse. It's like. If there is a character you want to write, just, Yo, just roll over to just, Dark Horse and just <laughs> call it the Unbelievable Unteens, and you can write Doom Patrol or X Men and just fucking go nuts. I love and it. it yeah. I do. I do it's too. Fucking like, great. Because he's got one of each now. Like with this whole. I just love that he's going into like the seventies and eighties and nineties. Like it's fucking yeah. awesome. And, it's and like very we, cool. We we say that, and and people have tried that in the past too. Like like there's. In the it's '90s, exactly there was easy, plenty yeah. of people who tried to make their own X-Men, and it all sucked. So, like, there's still something to being able to do that and go, like, "Look, I just want to do Doom Patrol, making your own Doom Patrol, and then making it good." Right. And yeah, also, it's very difficult. Like, it cannot be understated. All of the legwork that he did to get here is half it's insane. It, it's insane, but it's also like half of why it's phenomenal. This book on its own would also be phenomenal. Like, I would read the fuck out of this if this were a single issue completely untied to the Black Hammer universe. But when you put it in the perspective of everything else, it just gives it this, like, weight that, like, this cohesiveness that you really do only get at the, at it, the big two. And it sets a tone yeah. that you are, you know kind of what you're you, getting you from You know shit's hitting the it. fan and it's gonna be sad. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. for sure. And I, um... And to me, it's kind of exciting. Now you have the opportunity or option that this mingles with the other books that you've read in yeah. Black the Black Hammers, because this one takes place in like the mid nineties. The the adventures, like she's twenty eight, the con is ninety seven, and she was a teenager. So like we're talking just right smack in the middle of the eighties. So we're gonna have lots of eighty flashback comic adventures. So that should be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Um, for that stuff. And like you said, depending on the type of story, like I said, very strong Doom Patrol vibes, very strong, like, X-Men type vibes, but either way, I'm 
this is gonna be fun. I can't believe I almost missed this. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that I went into the shop because mm-hmm. um, when I did, or when I brave free comic book day to get your I know untines. I know. So yeah, again, another great addition uh, to the Black Hammerverse. I'm really happy that this is a thing because I've I've enjoyed all of them so far. I think I don't think there's been one that I didn't like. Hell yeah. So who's got shout outs? I think we all got one. It was one of those rare days. Look at that. Yeah. Where we all read oh. at least two books. <laughs> Wait, am I doing <laughs> am yes. I doing Infinite Frontier or am I doing Defenders? Yes. Oh. You could do either one. I, I, I was gonna do the other one, so do Infinite Frontier. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Alright. Well, now that I found out what which one I'm doing. Um <laughs> I have Infinite Frontier number four by uh Joshua Williamson, Paul. Pelletier, uh, Jesus Marino, and Zermatico, and High Five with the Colors. Um, this continues the just chaos journey of discovering <laughs> just... DC's newly birthed multiverse. God, it feels so nice to have a DC event feel like a fucking DC event. Like, this it's is fucking so bon- good. It's, just, it's bonkers. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> One of the... Bonkers in a good way. It's not bonkers in yeah. a metal way. Yeah, correct. It, see, like, correct. One of the things about Infinite Frontier is that it feels really uh, absurd and like high concept and kind of just uh, crazy, but in in a really fun DC, like the way DC Comics used to be, where it doesn't feel forced or anything. It doesn't feel yeah. forced, and it's <laughs> taking itself seriously, like. I feel like a lot of DC like events is I'm it's just, not it's I'm not just, trying to wink at the camera. Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, I'm sure, talking shit yeah. on metal directly that it was very tongue in cheek, and it's just like I don't want tongue in cheek. I want it to like just be wild and also good <laughs> like, and yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. But this is also like it, it, it's just also it's it uh, it's super fun though, and like it, it's bizarre in a way that only DC comics like deep cut lore can be. Like it, Hell yeah. and the ending of this, we we get to see the um the counterpart to the the Justice League of the multiverse, which is the Injustice <laughs> League, and it's all these different multiversal villains that are ridiculous, and some we haven't seen in in decades. Um, it's fucking awesome. But it its book is awesome, and it's it's so exciting yeah. to see DC get back to exploring like a uh, huge universal stuff like this like they used to so isn't this only supposed to be a six issue mini uh mm-hmm. yes but then they announced the follow-up uh th- um yesterday or friday okay all right that it's going to be cool. um the justice league of the multiverse it's going to have their own series finally yeah. and then also this is going to lead into the the crisis event with dark side because I don't think they're resolving oh, the, right. the main conflict in that, there's two no more way. issues. That was going to be there's my question no is like, where is all the dark side shit going? Because clearly that's yeah. going to keep going. I yeah. did like we get a snippet of uh, President Superman as President Superman. Yes. Is. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So that was I fun. love me some President Superman. I like that Thomas was just as incredulous and confused as you two were by President <laughs> like, Superman. Wait, so you're... President and your it, super, it's so the, weird yeah, to like, what see the fuck? Uh, to see Flashpoint Batman as the audience anchor. <laughs> yeah, I still like our joke from uh, from before about Clark Kent being his press secretary. <laughs> <laughs> he has to switch. <laughs> he has to like, keep. 
<laughs> I also like I never put it together that his name is fucking Calvin Ellis. Cal L. Um, yeah. Well, I never Congrats. I, I did it. Never you know, fucking we put are that are now. I finally got there. <laughs> Welcome. Yep. Yeah, I knew liking, his name was Calvin um, Ellis and I knew his name was Cal L. I just and a deflated <laughs> balloon. <laughs> God damn! God, that sounded that sounded so rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so that was way no, more that was completely valid. That was completely valid. I deserved no, every bit was, of that. That was so rude. I do need some some burn cream for that vicious burn. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of. All um, right. Uh, speaking of uh, hilarious let's get, jokes, let's, let's get out of here. Um, uh, my, my shout out is uh, Six Sidekits of Trigger Keaton by Kyle Starks and Chris Schweizer. This book is so uh, funny. Oh, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. We get, we get the full introduction to uh, the lady sidekick. She's who's the just, best character. She's so cute. She's just like, I'm sorry, I have to punch you in the face now. And like, she gets hammered for the first time in this issue and then just fights like 30 she dudes. She fights the just... whole biker gang twice. <laughs> Oh, she fights a whole biker gang, gets drunk, <laughs> and then the biker gang is insulted that they got beat up, so they want a rematch, and she's drunk, and she beats them all up again. <laughs> Allison St. Marie is her name. I, I feel bad just calling her the lady. Um, yeah, it's so fucking good. She just drinks. She's like, margaritas are tasty, and just gets like, like we need to get her home. Also, oh I God. like that she's like her history with trigger keaton is that he was like imposed by her and like tried to give her ridiculous uh catchphrases and stuff to make her look like she was uh like dumb and embarrassing but she was yeah. like a black belt yeah in all like these she's different martial arts uh, yeah they were they were in like a fake shitty star trek yes uh, and, it, and she got typecast as like the alien kung fu girl and she's like but i'm just a regular kung fu girl <laughs> Um, I also love that, like, there's this whole bit where she's like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Trigger slept with her. That's the only reason she got the job. And she's like, oh, no, I tried to because I had a huge crush on him. And then there's a whole flashback where he's like, yeah, I have a rule about not sleeping with people that can kick my ass. (laughs) That's how you (laughs) lose a wiener. The only reason, yeah, the only (laughs) reason he didn't sleep with the underage girl is that she would beat him up (laughs) in a fight. It was like, that's, I mean, shitty. It's still shitty, but like that's a good way to play that um but yeah no it continues to just be like the fucking funniest book i've read in a very long time so everyone should check that out well speaking of guys named keaton oh whoa wow hey. uh, wow what a batman yeah. 89 number one came out last week look at that so this was super fun um this is like this takes place like right after the first batman movie it seems t- i don't i don't know if batman returns exists in this know. book's diegesis, there's kind of. I'm wondering if it's gonna like lead up to Batman Returns the way that like the the Star Wars comics bridge the gap between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah, man, there was maybe. some kind of some kind of weird like cosmic confluence between this and uh, having Danny DeVito announced as writing a Penguin story for right know, for the Batman <laughs> anthology later this year. I mean, yeah, that's maybe wild. that's a lead into him writing the. Uh, what year did Returns come out? Ninety one. Ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Danny DeVito is also going to be writing Batman ninety one. But it, it, they're they're giving us a Billy D. Williams um two face story set up. It's awesome, and I'm all about it. He is also engaged <laughs> to Barbara Gordon, which adds a cool level of. What the hell's going to happen with that? And right. there's a whole 
like subplot of Commissioner Gordon dealing with the fact that like the entire GCPD is corrupt. So like there's all kinds Classic. of stuff going on in this book and it, it takes place in that space and it's hmm. fantastic. I love that Batman universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. I feel like Keaton Batman is just like like snarkier than most other Batmans. I like mm. it. He's just like he's like quippy and it's like, oh, I like this. <laughs> they also gave him like graying hair on the sides, which which I kinda like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got that Reed Richards thing <clears throat> happening. Mm. All right. Well, let's wrap these shouts so we can get to that big old big story. Um <laughs> Defenders number one. Al Ewing, Javier Rodriguez. Um, the prettiest book of the week. Oh my god. This, this art is fucking bonkers. I could stare um, at it all day. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I, this is the same guy that did Silver Surfer Black, right? No. No. That was Different Trad Moore. He did a couple issues of The Dreaming Waking Hours. See, Very I thought similar. this was Trad Moore from the cover. No. Nope. But. No, it's not squiggly enough. <laughs> but it is squiggly. It's squiggly, but it's not squiggly it's enough. It's similar. Okay, fair enough. Just the, so the way gorgeous. this, the way uh, Rodriguez is able to lay out a page is like it's the most visually interesting I've seen a comic book in a long time. Like the 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 way the a page flows is never is never repeated, and it's it's always not what you expect from a typical comic. And, yeah, and so it still flows incredibly well. Oh, yeah. Like it does. It's not like chaotic in the way that you're like, "What the fuck is happening here?" It's chaotic in the sense that there, there's so much for your eyes to take in. But he is a master of of like leading you around the page in a way that is that is like, yeah, cohesive and beautiful. Yeah. So basically, uh, the Master Raider teams up with Doctor Strange to go fix some timeline magic bullshit. <laughs> um, and since they don't have any real time to explain anything because who does uh, they put a quick team together through a tarot reading and they get uh, Silver Surfer um, Betty Banner who is like the Red Harpy now yeah. Red Harpy She-Hulk um, who's the other one? Cloud 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 who is just Cloud some sort of they're they're an old Marvel being, character. yeah, and they do some magic shit and they end up on a planet with Galactus's mom, <laughs> and it's crazy and it's awesome, it's very pretty. Galactus's mom, huh? Galactus's mom um, apparently she's, has she's, it going on. She's got it going on. Yeah. Does she have like a uh, a Pixar mom dump truck ass? Dude, I, <laughs> we don't get to see her booty yet. I hope. I fucking hope so. <laughs> One can only it, assume, you know. Love that every mom in Pixar has just got fucking ass for days. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> um, yeah, this book is wild. Uh, I thought, but I, you know, I picked it up. Checked it out. This is a number, good number one. I figured I'll check, you know, keep on this we, one. We but. were talking about it, and it's like Al Ewing is doing a lot of legwork here to like get like, you into the ca- catch get you, you going. catch you up on a lot of lore that he's been working on for years. Right, because it's kind of like, like a, a follow up to Marvel Comics One Thousand, which was like right. this yeah. anthology story, but also had this Master Raider, um, like story throughout all the different ones, and uh, that that hadn't. 
come to anything until this. So this is him yeah. finally yeah. capitalizing on that. So and, yeah, yep. and he's bringing in like old Marvel shit, and he's bringing in uh, his Incredible Hulk stuff, and like yeah, like. I thought Galactus say? was made inside of like a giant cosmic Rubik's cube or something. Well, I think you're now thinking of Silver Surfer Black. Okay, but like also they're <sighs> not on the they're in they're, a, they're in the multiverse. They're in the multiverse. Oh. So, yeah. so yeah. but but this suggests that he has a dad too. I mean, maybe that he has a mommy and a daddy. Unless they're like. Uh... But I mean, you well, know, whatever. Unless, he's a cosmic unless Galactuses being. are more like amoebas. We don't really live by those rules, do we? Also, uh, <laughs> this Gala- Galactus's mom eats multiverses, not planets. So, oh wow, yeah, that's a much bigger I- appetite. Yep, yeah, that's. I mean, you gotta, gotta get that, that dump truck ass somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Goes right to the thighs. I've We've lost the thread on yeah. this one. <laughs> There is only one thread, and it's Galactus' mom has a dump truck ass. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, it, it feels dense in a way that is going to pay off in the yeah, next it, it issue. It does a lot of storytelling. Does a lot, it does a lot of issue. world building of like, hey, <clears throat> idiot, did you miss all the work I've been doing at Marvel over the last like five years? Because here it is. <laughs> like, Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so here we are. We made it. At the top story. All right. Which is actually four stories. Yep. I really want to focus on... Uh, I, I didn't... I, I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of skimmed the Wonder Woman story. Because I was really... That's like, like a setup to something else, because it's not Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Yes. All right, well, someone else can, can follow that one, because I, I skimmed it poorly, <laughs> evidently. Um, but yeah, we get a conclusion to um, the cheer... It's part six of six Oof. for the Chip Zdarsky. I'm just going to go ahead and read this uh, masthead. So Go for it. Good by, luck. We'll be here in 10 minutes. Written by Jesus. Chip Zdarsky, drawn by Eddie Burrows, Eber Ferreria, Scott Eaton, and Julio Ferreria, with Aust- uh, Eau Claire Albert, um, Marcus Toe did the flashback art, and Adriana Lucas did the colors. <laughs> And uh, you know what? While we're here, uh, Becca Carey did the letters. Yeah, you might as well. You read everyone I'm not going to leave her out after yeah. naming 10,000 people. Um, but yeah, so it's the, it's the conclusion to the cheer story. And man, is it just kind of fucking sad. Um, so uh, Batman yeah. Batman is getting... Uh, like dosed with mega like, dosed like with like a lethal like like permanent fry your brain dose of cheer. Um, and Jason's so, he, gotta, so he's just doing whippets. <laughs> he's just doing. He's doing whippets that uh, make you even happier than regular whippets. Evidently, impossible. I no, know. Just right? kidding. Kids at home don't try whippets. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. So um, yeah. So there's a. It looks like Bruce was working on an antidote, but there was only one left. Um, mm-hmm. So well, a uh, machine was creating it, so it only created one. Yeah, there's uh, only one because they yeah. haven't te- and they, they haven't, haven't tested, tested it, it at all. So yeah, yeah so, so, the, they don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. He goes <laughs> to give it to Batman, and Batman's like, "I don't want your experimental vaccine." <laughs> oh. oh Jesus Christ! Oh. Shut it the fuck down! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates it. Um, time to quit no, for I a just- second time. <laughs> no i just hate anti-vaxxers you guys are great um so yeah so so he jason goes into the fight uh just kind of half cocked and he also gets dosed with cheer 
Yeah, but that's he's he, so you. Yeah. Well, hold on, he doesn't go half cocked. He goes sh- fucking shopping. He gets a in Batman Batman's closet. <laughs> he gets his fucking own Batman outfit. Hell yeah! The one that Batman was should have gotten because he's gonna go fight Mister Freeze. So it actually it's got like some like fur lining or some shit because he doesn't get <laughs> frozen. Fur lining. It's it's that's got some sharper image uh, heated seat thing on the inside. It is pretty go. badass well, th- that he gets. Well, I think like, if you look at it, the bat symbol's heated. Because it lights up when yeah. he gets put in ice and it melts the ice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking it's, dope. It's badass <laughs> when he like gets frozen solid and just breaks through in like five yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It's yeah, he designed badass. it to be as cool as possible. But, yeah, it's got defrost. But he does, he does get dosed with cheer. He's just so used to being sad that he's like, eh. Yeah, like being sad is his <laughs> Dude, superpower. Yeah, yeah he's well, like, like he's like he's immune to happiness. He's, he's like jokes on you, dickhead. I'm. Uh, it's impossible to make me happy. It I was love like, the, it was like a, the flashbacks for yeah, these, his, though. Yeah, his being happy is like finally having a family and murdering the Joker. Murdering it, the Joker specifically yeah. to have a family. Yeah. Like, and that being the end <laughs> of the Bat family. Like, he finally kills the Joker and Bat. And Bruce is like, let's just hang out. We're good. We're done now. No, He's let's dead. Let's just hang out. Let's just that, hang out. That's let's go his have Peter a Pan picnic. happy thought is mm-hmm. is strangling the Joker to death with his bare hands. Yeah, then he even has I mean, that thought. I mean, honestly, relatable. Yeah. He's <laughs> we like, all I have be happy. one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fights it off, though, because he knows he has to save Bruce. And he's like, the fucking happiness can wait. I'm like, oh, he's such a sad boy. Yeah, such a sad boy. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, he could have used the antidote on himself, but, like, he was worried that, like, Bruce had, like, a lethal dose, so he's, he's like, fucking power through my shit, and he has a whole moment of, like, oh, oh, you think you're dark? Like, I was fucking born in the dark. I was born in the depression. You merely adopted it. <laughs> like, it just yeah, fucking- But it also has this moment of, like, yo, fuck you, you stupid clown. Like, I already know what happiness is, and that's... Knowing others are going to have your back. And, and then, then the, the whole the fucking whole cavalry arrives. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yep. And then and they uh, beat the shit out of everybody. And I um, love this whole twist at the end because, you know, at, number one, they don't know how it's the antidote's going to affect them. But number two, you know, you also showed Batman happiness and that's not going to go well because uh, that dude, it's <laughs> talk about depression, you know? So. He has this moment where he grabs this cheer asshole and is about to drop him off the roof and Jason talks him down from killing him. He even him. says, like, if this is going to be the time that you fucking climb down from your mountaintop, don't do it for this fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. Like, as much as I want you to, he's not, he's not worth it. Yeah, oh, man, exactly. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Because you can tell whatever <laughs> Bruce saw, like, really fucking... He's like, I, I'm good. I can deal with fear. But what you showed me, like, that... Well, it's like the same thing. He has the same like fam like like I thought his was killing the Joker. No, Jason Jason brings him the Joker and he fucking literally strangles them. Yeah, so both of their happy thoughts <laughs> is getting rid of the Joker killing, and then is the killing bat- the Joker and, and then having a up picnic. The mantle. Mm-hmm. And then having I also a just like picnic. that Batman's like, yeah, the uh, fear gas the scarecrow hits me with is fucking nothing, but you are you're a real monster. Happiness yeah. is the worst. <laughs> yeah, you're a real motherfucker for making me feel good about anything. Well, the only way for him to get happiness was him to fucking strangle the Joker with his bare hands. Again, relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a common thread in the Bat Books this week. It's that the only way yeah. anyone can possibly be happy is if someone just chokes the life out of that fucking clown. <laughs> well... There's been stories yeah, about this. A, yeah, they do have a good resolution. Like, 
Jason and Bruce are trying to mend the fence a little bit as best they know how because neither of them can just tell each other how they feel. Yeah, neither of them can fucking talk about their emotions because toxic masculinity ruins the party yet again. <laughs> but well, Bruce, we're going to get Bruce, to that I just really like the, the part where Jason goes to Bruce and he's like, I'm going to not use guns anymore. I thought that was yeah. really interesting. But not because you told me to, Dad. Uh, also, <laughs> we, get, we get a resolution of him uh, making sure that the, the kid that he orphaned is okay and he gets yep. him a blue hoodie because ah! yeah, he's the blue hood and then he gets home and finds out that bruce sent him a, his own blue hoodie which is but it's well, got a bat symbol suit. on it it's yeah. got yeah that's the it's his same outfit but he's got the bat, he can, bat he can be it. a he can be a robin or he can be blue hood <laughs> i think he'll still be red hood but he'll be more affiliated but he's actually, with he's, the he's, bat crew now. He has the bat symbol that, on his that's the again. He's got not, he's got colors the, now. The, for he's the no bat. longer yeah. disowned. The follow yeah. up to the to the book is uh, both Jason and Batman trying to recruit the kid into their army. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you seem like you're emotionally destroyed. Do you want to be in our family? <laughs> Wait, so I just thought of something. Is the Bat I mean, Family a rich? gang? The Bat Family's a gang at this point. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're a crew. They're What's gang. the difference? Like they are like know. the they're Hell's Angels at this point. Intention? They're a family. So yeah. is the Hell's Angels, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all just saying different words for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Juggalos are also family, and yes. <laughs> they've been classified as a, a you know Rico Act gang. So <laughs> yeah, but like, and they're also <laughs> fucking clowns. So that <laughs> brings us back. That's around. a different conversation. Full circle. Let's not attack the poor Juggalos. They've been through enough. No, the Juggalos, I'm cool with the Juggalos. They're oh, fine. yeah. No, they 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 joined the left and fought Proud Boys. They're, they're, I, I feel, they I feel they like are family. I feel like we've publicly aligned ourselves with the Juggalos more than once on this show. I yeah, will continue to. so whoop, many whoop. times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's pull this ripcord. Let's, let's go on to the next one, please. <laughs> Sorry, RJ. It's fine. This is a quick it's one. So much. Yeah. Sorry, you're not down with the clowns. Multiple. <laughs> this is a you're quick one. Down the clowns. It's funny because I um, probably listen to more ICP than anyone else here. Yeah, I don't listen to any. So. If you've listened to it at all, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't um, fucking challenge me. Oh my god! Can we get <laughs> off this fucking juggalo shit? Nope. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, next one's Matt Rosenberg, Chris Sprouse, and uh, Pete. Pantazis. Um I don't know who any of these people are. It's Zealot. But Zealot. Yes. Didn't you read um, the Grifter storyline? I did, but I don't remember. So the Grifter storyline that was at the end kidding, so was at, that was at the end of the other Urban Legend issues is over. And is Zealot the one person that was working with Grifter? Yes. Figured it out. Got it. So <laughs> You figured it out after RJ explicitly told you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You nailed so that, way. that Grifter. Rosenberg is still setting up his Wildcats universe. Yeah, because she, Zealot is having a confrontation with another assassin woman who is dressed up like Wonder Woman to try to kill these, no, this rich Zealot dude. is dressed up like Wonder Woman. I thought she was the other one. Uh-huh. I'm so confused. They're both Z names. That's bullshit. It's Zealot and Xana. That's bullshit. No, Zealot and Xana are the same person, and then they fight actual Wonder Woman. <laughs> right? No, this isn't... I didn't think this was actual Wonder oh, Woman. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. 
I'm so <laughs> We're confused. We, we completely lost it. <laughs> Wait, just hold like on. the one story I'm hold like on, I I'm short for time because in the beginning it's definitely this. not yes, Wonder she Woman. She rips off the wig. And then, and then she goes to then kill. Then actually, and then she, and then goes she to, shows up. Then she goes to kill like, the guy. And then the then and then, actual then her sword yeah. hits a metal fucking bracer. Oh my god! And it's Wonder Woman. Like, hey, you know, uh, identity theft is like not cool. And yeah, then, don't whatever. culturally appropriate me. It was like four pages. It was so confusing to me. Apparently, <laughs> so I'm sorry, everybody. I typed in Urban Legends and I got a horror book. <laughs> I'm doing real well. <laughs> All right, let's just, uh, that's happening. We're going to set up some Wildcats. Sorry, Matt Rosenberg. <laughs> um, <Jesus laughs> we ruined this. The other big one. It is like midnight yeah we'll get there the other big story is the tim drake story uh the reason you all showed yes. up for megan our... fitzmartin <laughs> bella nortega and alejandro sanchez the now, reason we're here so so i, w- I want to point out if anyone is surprised that tim drake is by you clearly didn't know that Tim Drake was a Robin. <laughs> I, you think that Burt Ward is the only Robin? <laughs> I, I I heard about this um, right before recording something else uh, with somebody else. I'm being really cryptic about this. Yeah, that's really no cryptic. I, I I heard about this, but from a friend of mine saying, um, "Oh, I heard Robin is by now," and I was like, "That could be yeah, one, which one? of like 15 people." Yeah, but also when you hear that, you go, obviously it's Tim. Yeah, who else would it be other than Tim Drake? I mean, I could also see it being Dick, but Tim. I could see yeah. it being Damien. Uh, Dick's I mean, got honestly, a type, and it's a redhead with big titties. Yeah, but he's also like <laughs> he—I don't know—something about being a like a sky ballerina gives me gives me by by vibes. Vibes. Also, you can have a type that's red hair and big titties and still be bi. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the point of being bi. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I feel like everyone ha- who's known Tim as a character has seen this coming for a long time. He's been queer coded for a long time, and it's just like confirming what we. Yeah, already- a lot of people um talk about uh the whole Connor thing and how like when Connor died, he literally tried to clone him and cried a bunch. So yeah, you know. no, that's that's queer coded for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, it's great. So basically, this is, I'm glad yeah, this, this happened. No, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, no. Yeah, this whole story is basically him rescuing his friend from this fucking cult, and the whole overlay is just him kind of talking about him really coming to terms of who he is and why. Well, I guess why he's so vested in rescuing his friend because i think he wanted to find he wants to find out what could have been and and but well not i mean it's coming of age and not not only that he's trying to explore himself um with you know that he wanted to date his friend but also that he wants to be robin that he actually wants to dedicate his life to helping people um yeah it's like and that's pretty consistent with him yeah the whole through line has been who am i if i'm not robin right and and part of that is like actually taking time to be himself which he's clearly like you know <laughs> as somebody who came out at fucking 30 years old you know like relate i think that's very very strongly relate. i think that's also something uh, that's it's it's meta in a way that because tim is also the robin in which people like a lot but don't necessarily distinguish well from the other characters 
Yeah, I feel like he's he's one of those characters that has a lot of heart and has a lot of like like characterization. Like like Tim is a is a very like he's emotionally the only one that's not incredibly tragic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, well, he became he, Robin because he figured out who Batman and Robin were. He's like, yo, you're gonna make me Robin. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's he's has like such a really good like emotional characterization, but I feel like writers don't know where to put him. Right. And, and, and he, so he's just he falls through the cracks whereas he's like, better with like the teams that they've kind of been on. Like he was so good in Tynan's oh, yeah. detective. And he, he had, and, like, um, that's where he, he shines. He had some really good runs as Red Robin, but Red Robin as an right. identity never really grew the same way Nightwing or Red Hood did. Right. Yeah. So he he's always kind of been like in in the universe in story, but also in actual fandom, kind of shadows. He's always by, been like that. Yeah, he's been like that third, that third or fourth Robin right. most of the time. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's cool to see people explore his identity in in different ways and i'm i'm glad i'm i'm excited hopefully they don't me- like you know lose this momentum with the character yeah i it's it's yeah. such a shame i we haven't really talked about this on the show yet but um yeah if you hadn't heard james tynan's is going to be leaving batman after uh like six or seven issues i forget exactly when um but such a fucking shame that for the first time i think in batman history possibly like the main batman writer is is out and queer um there might have been a previous one that i'm either not aware of or wasn't out at the time that they were writing batman um and now like i don't think that Tynan's gonna get a chance to write tim into his story like what the um, fuck like we- wait def- he wrote tim for like 60 issues no no no. but into into his <laughs> batman he's yeah, like, like writing the seminal can- batman book. canonically queer tim exactly and also i don't know if uh because tynan came out fairly late in life as well didn't he or at least publicly um yeah i i don't know um so yeah so like tim wasn't out and i'm not sure if if tynan was out so like it would be such a fucking detective wasn't it was only a a couple years ago oh was it oh yeah i I think they should give he rolled off a detective and went into batman i think they should give fitzmartin a chance to do something that's not just uh, urban legends too uh, I thought this. Yeah, I really liked this. Yeah, story. I thought her yeah, like, story writing story. Yeah. on this was fantastic. I also just, I just love that he went on a date and then was like, "Oh shit, was that a date?" Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, really, that, I hope that, that was a date. <laughs> there's that light bulb moment. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he didn't fuck, realize until the other boy was like, uh, "Tell Tim that we didn't get to finish our date," and he's like, "Oh, it wasn't. Oh, that was that was a date, and I'm happy about yeah. it." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah and that's when the light bulb goes off it's like oh <laughs> yeah it was a, and, and i'll tell yeah, like tim said, the same thing that everyone told me we have known all along that you were like, gay I, what took like you, you said, so long the story was really well written <laughs> i would love to read this tim more as in like the greater bat universe because this is really just a solo tim story so yeah, yeah. like also, just having this in the i apologize i didn't mean to downplay any of these creators i don't know if any of them are queer i know nothing about these creators right. um so that's you know my bad if i'm if i'm like you know yeah you were referring to batman proper yeah i was just referring to tynan knowing that he's queer yeah. and like one of the more prominent writers in dc right now who happens to be bi so yeah. yeah, but at least at least for now. But yeah, but no, no, uh, you know, shade to uh, Fitzmartin or Ortega or any of these creators on this story. It was fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, they yeah, did. I'm the, a, they did I'm this right. There, yeah. There's a right way to do these things. 
and it, yeah that's what like it it feels uh, <coughs> excuse me it feels like authentic like it's not one of those like we're just all of a sudden gonna make this character gay because that's like sells books now yeah ice man's like, gay now yeah, yeah. It yeah feel- it's one of those stories we always talk about like when it happens it feels normal and natural yeah so it's like it, like when harley and, and ivy were like like all of a sudden they've just been gay this whole time <laughs> it's just like right uh, yeah because it's it's just been there right the whole yeah, time this, this felt really natural yeah which i think is the best way to write these it's a normal it's not out of conflict it's all it's just a normal thing that people do yeah you know and it doesn't have to be a conflict yeah. And it, it doesn't just, have to be. It was this, just him being a dumb boy. And it doesn't have to be this groundbreaking thing. Like this was exactly th- this was it, it, the third story in an anthology issue. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't this big like key issue. It wasn't building up to it. Like I said, it, it it I like stories like that because it leads to the normalcy of it. It is good representation. It's not. It's not a spectacle. It just yeah. this is how this character lives his life it wasn't it's an not, event <laughs> exactly it doesn't it and, wasn't in the dc pride issue that came out in june that right. would have been a little pandering yeah exactly so I, I you know there's a lot of media that that does that but i like when it's just part yeah. of the and fabric like, of the not comic. talking shit on the pride issue it was great but it was all existing queer characters and existing queer creators right so. using that opportunity to make a character to have a character come out would have been it might have been a little dicey in bad taste yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is one more story because this book can't seem to fit all of the story into one. There's so much it's just seeping out the sides. <laughs> um, Birds of Prey yeah, reunion. The- Birds of Prey yeah. reunion. <laughs> I think this is RJ's favorite. What is so bad? Uh, this is Josh Williamson, Trevor Harrison, and uh, Rain Barreto. Yeah. So we have. Uh, Batgirl slash Oracle recruiting Black Canary to kind of help her out on a job. It seems. Give us a Birds to... of Prey book, you cowards! <laughs> <laughs> cowards. So she, so she's trying to figure out what this. I don't remember who this woman when is. RJ antagonizes DC yeah. Comics. <laughs> we'll send a very nicely worded, threatening Ara email <laughs> to whom it will concern. <laughs> to whom. St- <laughs> Wow, that is, I've never, that one word really changes the tone. I saw that in a meme recently, and I was like, wow, that is so threatening. (laughs) (laughs) It's so polite and threatening. To whom's the bell tolls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So basically, there's this company called The Trust that apparently has found or taken Batman tech. It's buying up all the Batman equipment that joker sold when he stole it yeah and now so they want to investigate this juliet ballantine woman who's the head of it trust and that's who um barbara kind of sends i gotta say any any organization that has an acronym for a name no that's not good probably bad news probably bad news even even shield even if it's trust yeah, I don't trust Especially it. Especially if it's trust. <laughs> Seems but sus. I, I just love this story because we get, like, Bond Canary, like, driving fast cars and going undercover. Like asking about what the budget's yeah. going to be. Yeah, it's it's great. And, and then I love um, this. She's, like, uh, you know, just martial artsing people the whole time until she comes across the big guy. Martial artsing <laughs> Dude, beats the shit out of these dudes to protect this woman and then, yeah, just 
fucking blast the big dude out the goddamn window. He's like, oh, okay, now now we actually have to fight. And then it just cuts to him being blasted out the window. It's so good. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Onto the car. She's like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. I like that car. Um, So since she protected her this woman kind of was like all right i'm gonna bring you in you're gonna be part of our organization we could use some muscle like you uh, yeah i love how barbara sends her to the swanky party and she's like all right i'm gonna have to figure out how to get close to her and, and, then, and then and then everyone just starts shooting guns and she's like well yeah. i guess i'll just kill them <laughs> over. yeah perfect yeah uh so she basically immediately gets recruited um she finds out that her parents were part of this organization in some fashion um, so that immediately she's like kind of hesitant and then she's like, all right, I got to figure out what the fuck's actually going on here. So she's immediately in. Um, but then she finds out who, um, who her partner's going to be in this endeavor. Um, and we get, we get some death stroke. Oh man. Uh, looking all dastardly. We get like and, a, what the fuck? Menacing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a good reveal and then the epilogue is basically these we see these people that attacked this gala that they were at kind of giving a report to Talia um, basically just did you know that she was going to save her it's like yeah I knew something was going to happen so everyone's kind of the players have now been engaged in this war so let's fucking do this Isn't it like, like the silent right. war uh shadow, shadow war. war which is dope so it's going to be a shadow this, war this is only um this is this isn't going to get continued in the next urban legends this isn't like a, a a story that's taking part in this anthology this is a prequel for something else that is going to get um continued in a different it book. Deathstroke, Deathstroke Inc., which is, all right. I, I know, I, I have no idea, but I, I'm so excited. It, it got me immediately on board. Yeah, this Wait, was The book this is was a called fun, Deathstroke yes. Inc.? I missed That's that. That's what it says. It says, to be continued in Deathstroke yep. Inc. number one. No shit. Cool, yeah, I'm down with that. So I guess he's going to be, I guess they're going to have that going with this trust company as they try to figure out what's going on. I will absolutely read a fucking buddy cop a comedy with fucking Black Canary and Deathstroke getting into shenanigans. That's fucking amazing. Oh, oh well, apparently <laughs> that writes fighting, itself. fighting a shadow war against Talia al Ghul oh and my God. Barbara Gordon trying to get all the bat tech back. Like, this is going to be bonkers. Honestly, it's yeah, that all sounds like a wanted. lot of fun. Like you said, RJ is basically just, just give me a Birds of Prey book because they're basically doing that already. Yep. <laughs> Need to bring Hunter's So Prey. you heard it here, folks. Call it Birds of Prey, you cowards. <laughs> you, call the episode that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as yeah. it's not it's nipple, nipple belt. <laughs> I'm so belt. glad we don't have those kinds of episode titles that I have to think up every week because they get weird. Real uh, well, fast. you've got the little blurb of jokes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. This and this great issue, obviously, but man, this one was act- packed. This was a big issue. And yeah, yeah. There's a lot. And and there's usually with these issues with these big um superhero anthologies I usually read like two maybe sometimes even just one of the bits <laughs> you coward but I read this whole thing I liked yeah, it really, I I'd I really like liked it. wanted to read all of it and I don't usually <laughs> yeah a resounding uh <laughs> seal yeah, of approval well, no, I, I, I know that I know that sounds I know that sounds like a backhanded compliment <laughs> 
you get what I'm trying to say here. I do. I just also love that all three of you read it and we still couldn't get through that fucking <laughs> Yeah, apparently I don't well, understand I was right, faces. So forever is worse. Yeah, I RJ just, was one hundred percent correct. Just want to point that Zella out there was that I was Wonder correct. Woman. I yeah, can Zella always was assume Wonder that RJ is correct. Then she was Zealot, and then Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman. We figured Wonder it out, Woman guys. Wonder Woman was, in fact, Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's shut it uh, down. What's coming out this week? Trial of Magneto! Yeah. Trial of Magneto. Do we need to talk about Moon Knight 2. Yeah. I guess uh, drop what you're doing right now and go buy that. Fuck yeah. yeah. Way of uh, X and Marauders, it and looks like. Superman and the Authority number two. Oh, oh Moon Knight 2. Hell yeah. Moon Knight Two, um, um, eat Nightwing. the rich. Yep. That's a that's a call to action, not, and also the title of a book. <laughs> that that's the, that's be... just a book now. Is just eat the rich. Yeah, Casey yeah. did gone. not write I feel it. Like that's I definitely did... going to be a vampire book, right? Ooh. I'm not going to tell you. I actually already read it. It showed up at the shop early, and totally I got right. I got to read it. Um, <laughs> totally right. I'll talk. Uh, we'll talk. I'm going to definitely have. Even if I didn't like the book, I would just. Talk about it on the show so I could scream, eat the rich. Is it a biography on Motorhead? Is it like a total <laughs> left turn? Oh, that'd be fucking cool, uh, too. I would see. talk about it either way. With, with the Allreds writing and illustrating, that would be dope. <gasps> Nightwing's out. Black Hat. Nightwing out. out. Black Hat. Mm-hmm. Kang. The oh, yeah. Finally. One. Yep. Yep. Time before time again. How many variant copies do you think there's going to be of Kang? Sender? There's a lot. <laughs> too many variants. <laughs> oh, Black Hammer Visions. Yep, Which Black Hammer this? Visions. Um, I don't know who that is, so that's fun. Did you already say Marauders? Yes. And yeah. Way of X. Yeah. I'm just I'm just oh. doing this from memory. I didn't pull up Homes the list. Pilots. Uh, yeah, it looks like we got like, most of them. All right. Well, go to your comic book store and uh, buy those books right now. And. We will be here next week to talk about them when they become last week's books. Because that's what we do on this show. Let's talk about last week's comics. <laughs> I, I know I'm setting yourself? this up like I, like I have some sort of thing that we all learned here today, but... It, it sounded like you were trying to convince yourself that like, that's what we do. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, uh, jo- join our Patreon. Um, I'm kind of all over the Patreon uh, th- this last couple of weeks. Um, we-, we have a, uh, a new episode of Now in Trade. It's either out already or it's about to come out. So, go, uh, <laughs> go check that out. In the meantime, I recorded a... Um, a Did review is coming out on the 20th. I think so. What what okay, is well, today? The uh 17th. No, this, is, this is coming out on the This is coming out on the 18th. Okay, so yeah, that's coming up. We're going to we're going to talk about the 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 Ostrander run of um of Suicide Squad. And uh to just to whet your appetite for that, you can go listen to me do a review of the new Suicide Squad movie that just came out. So you get me in your earballs twice talking about Suicide Squad and in different capacities. Yeah. Neat. Also, you guys should go listen to Franchiseography. Um tell me what to do. <laughs> I've been uh, I've I've been I've been editing uh every other episode of Franchiseography. They're deep into the X-Men movies right now. So I've been enjoying the heck out of it. Uh I'm actually on the Deadpool 2 episode, which is coming out soon. So that's all the things I've been doing on this network, you guys. Um, 
Well, now that we're done talking about you, Jesus. <laughs> also, go listen to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. There's a new God episode of that out today. If you don't want to listen to Adam, you can listen to me in case you talk about Shit's Creek on DJ Versus. How about that? Hell yeah. That's another Patreon exclusive show. See all the cool shit you get on our Patreon. If yeah. you subscribe, you should go do that. It's what, like $3? That's one comic book. Come on. Do it. What are you waiting <laughs> for? less than one comic book. Cowards. <laughs> All right, shut it down. Also, uh, c- c- come bug us on the uh, on the Discord. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks, and I need some beach read recommendations. So get in there on the Discord. Tell me what to read. Yeah, so I guess that's it for us. Um, be safe out there, people. It's getting weird again. Um, just, just be safe. Get vaccinated if you haven't yet. For fuck's sake. Um, yeah, anyway, that's it for us. Uh, uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.